The First United Methodist Church is a church of open hearts, open minds, and open doors, seeking to help everyone come to know Jesus Christ, both in Altamont and around the world. Our worship services are at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and all are welcome in person after the COVID crisis, but now online at our YouTube channel, Altamont First UMC. You can also find the link on Facebook at our Facebook page, First United Methodist Church Altamont. We will begin worship shortly. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to worship today. Um, I am Reverend Paige Campbell, the pastor here at Altamont First United Methodist Church. I am on uh, a Sunday off with my husband celebrating our anniversary, so we have uh, pre-worshipped for you so that you'll have worship this morning. And because of technology, um, those that are in-person worship will be worshiping there with a video of the sermon, and you guys get me all to yourselves. So I'm glad that you're here to worship, and I say God is good, and you say all the time, and I say all the time, and you say God is good. God is good, and it is good to be together this morning to give thanks and praise to God. So let us center ourselves. This is when, if you have a candle nearby, you can light it, and uh, we prepare our hearts for worship. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, for this day, we give you thanks. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together, virtually and in person. Lord, we thank you so much for the ways that you've worked in our lives. God, in this time, open our hearts, open our minds to your Holy Spirit. Help us to put away the cares of the world for this moment so that we can truly, truly engage with you. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our opening hymn is called, All Praise to Thee, for Thou, O King Divine. So you're at home, so you can sing along. Let's hear it. Servant that 
Okay, everyone gather around the television or the, um, I don't know, what the tablet or the phone or whatever, and we're going to have some children's time. Now, let me ask you a question. When you get in trouble and you're sent to your room or you're yelled at by a parent, grandparent, babysitter, whomever, maybe a teacher, how do you feel? Do you feel like laughing? Do you feel like thanking God? or giving praise? Well, let me tell you a little something. The Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, he was um, someone who followed Jesus after Jesus died, someone who shared Jesus all across the world, literally across the world of that day. Well, Paul would go into towns and he would preach and he would talk and sometimes people didn't like what he had to say. They didn't like to hear about Jesus. And so they might do something like beat him up or, or push him out of town or arrest him. Now, this one time, he and his friend Silas were preaching in a town, and they didn't like it at all. So they beat him up, which, of course, is illegal, but they did it anyway. They beat him up, and then they had him taken to jail. Now, if you were beaten up and then taken into jail, how do you think you're going to feel? Think you're gonna feel kind of maybe sorry for yourself? Feel like, oh man, are you gonna feel like praising God? Are you gonna feel like singing praise songs? Most people probably wouldn't, but Paul and Silas did. They were just always so thankful for God and always just rejoiced so much in the fact that God loved them that no matter what happened to them, no matter what happened to them, even getting beaten up and taken to jail, they sang praises to God. And in doing that, then they showed something different to the other people in jail than what they had known before. Most people in jail probably feel kind of sad or maybe they're kind of mean, but here Paul and Silas had joy had some of those fruits of the spirit that we talked about. They had patience and kindness and gentleness. 
and they still worshiped God. And I think to myself, how much can I learn from that? Oh, so much I can learn from that. I can learn that no matter what my circumstances are, I can give thanks to God. And even when things are not looking so good, I know that God is there with me. And I'm thankful for that. And so should you be thankful for that. God provides so much to us all the time. Remember, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. So we all need to take a little bit of that Paul and Silas mentality, that attitude that no matter what we're facing, no matter how frustrating it might be, well, we can give thanks to God. And if you did end up in trouble because you did something wrong, be sure to say you're sorry and be sure to say both to you and to God, know it in your heart that you're not going to do it again, that you're going to change because ultimately that's what Christ wants from us, to change so that we always do good all the time. Let's pray. Oh Lord, help us all when we are in those moments of frustration or we are in those moments of, oh gosh, I don't know. Just, it might feel helpless or hopeless. Help us to remember that you are with us all the time and that we, even in the midst of our suffering or our sadness, that we can give thanks to you and we can praise you and we can sing praise to you and we can share your love with others, just like Paul and Silas did. Amen. Now is the time when we would be gathering our um, tithes and offerings in the church. So for those of you who are at home who consider our worship experience your worship experience, we hope you'll consider financially supporting our church. You can send your donations to First United Methodist Church, 308 North 2nd Street, Altamont, Illinois, 62411. So in thanksgiving and praise for all that God has given us, and for thanksgiving and blessing for that which we give back to God, let us sing together. to our time of prayer now we want to especially remember the family of joanne francis who celebrated her life yesterday here at the church as a family we also want to continue to lift up prayers for emmett smith infant son of jason and laura smith he was born at about 31 weeks um, and so is going to have to stay at the hospital for a while so prayers for him and for laura and for the rest of the family as they prepare to bring him home and of course, we invite you to pray for all those folks that are listed on our um, 
prayer section of our bulletin. Um, you can find that on our Facebook page, uh, printed up in the pictures section. I invite you now into a few moments of personal prayer time. Lord, this is the day that you have made and we rejoice and we are glad in it. God, that this is the week that you have made and we have rejoiced in it and we have also sorrowed in it. We have celebrated through it and we have suffered through it. But even in our ups and our downs, Lord, we know that you are with us, trying to lead us in your path. But God, so often we fail. We fail to seek your will. We fail to seek your path. And Lord, we say we are so sorry. Lord, forgive us for our sins, for the things we shouldn't have done and the things that we did. Forgive us for the things we didn't do that we should have. God, in this week, there has been life and death there has been fire and rain, and this is the turning of the world. So Lord, we lift before you all that we have named and those that are on our hearts. And we ask God for those who are in need of healing that you will heal them. For those who are in need of comfort that you will comfort them. For those who are in need of wisdom that they will seek you and your guidance. For those who need strength, you will strengthen them. For those who are lost, Lord, that they be found and that they find you. And Lord, for our world, that you will help us to care for each other. Help us to care for each other in the midst of COVID. Help us to care for each other in the midst of division. Lord, help us to care for each other, even when we are so very different from each other. Help us to care the same way as we would care for someone who is exactly the same. Lord, we pray all of this and more. And now we raise our voices together to pray to you saying, So today we are concluding our sermon series on spiritual fitness, using our spiritual muscles. So as a little review, let's talk about the things, the muscles that we've been using or talking about using thus far. We've talked about the spiritual muscle of worship, the muscle of ministry, the muscle of fellowship, the muscle of evangelism, and the muscle of stewardship. 
all of which are kind of churchy words, but they're words that describe how we live out our faith, how we live these things out as disciples. And we made definitions for each and every one of these. For our definition of how a disciple uses the muscle of worship, we said that a disciple is committed to passionately worship God with others through regular attendance and thoughtful participation. That means we show up, we worship in person or online, but we worship. We worship. We take that time. Our second muscle was the muscle of ministry. And it says, a disciple is one who serves through participation in God-pointing activities for the church and the community. Ministry can take many, many forms. Ministry of helping others, the ministry of learning more about Jesus or teaching others about Jesus. But ministry, most importantly, point us to God. Point us, shows us what God is like through our own actions. Then there is the muscle of fellowship. A disciple is a person who creates spaces of welcome, acceptance, sharing, and love for all who walk through their doors. So fellowship isn't just us gathering together as a group of people that we know, which is important and is nice, but fellowship is also making room for others, opening the doors for others. Then we have evangelism. A disciple is a person who puts themselves out there to witness about God's grace, known through Jesus Christ, through words and actions to all they meet. So when we talk about evangelism, it means that we are sharing Christ any way and everywhere that we can. And last but not least, stewardship. A disciple is a joyful, enthusiastic, and generous giver of money, time, and talents. The scripture says that we should be a cheerful giver, that even though it isn't always easy to give, or maybe we're reluctant to give, that if we give faithfully and generously of our money, our time, and our talents, what we give will truly be blessed by God. I want to conclude this by talking about the importance of using all five of these together and how our best life is known and shown when we do just that, using all five together, even in times that are unexpected. I want to share with you, as I shared with the kids, the story of Paul and Silas in prison. This is taken from Acts chapter 16, verses 22 to 40. So let me read it to you. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. The jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourselves. We're here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. 
At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. May the Lord add a blessing to our hearing, reading, and understanding of the word. So here is Paul and Silas, like I explained to the kids. They had every reason to be salty, to be upset, to be bitter, because first of all, and here's comes in a little bit later in the scripture, they were Roman citizens. So to have been beaten and put into jail as Roman citizens was actually illegal. It was outside of their rights. Their rights were violated, but they still worshiped God. They still gave thanks. And so even in the midst of their imprisonment, in their wounds, in all of that, they still gave thanks to God. And so here they were, they were imprisoned. It's night, they're probably dirty, they're bloody, all this stuff. They're still singing, they're still praising God. And the other people around them noticed it. They were using so many spiritual muscles at that time that even when things were tough, they were strong in the Lord. And they used the Lord's strength through their muscles to help them through a hard time. And because they did, they were a witness to other people who noticed and who themselves then were changed. I mean, it doesn't even talk about the prisoners. The other prisoners could have escaped, but they followed, they followed the example of Paul and Silas and they stayed in their cells even though their doors opened. They stayed in their cells. And so then they too witnessed to the jailer. The jailer wanted to kill himself because he thought for sure he was donezo, that everybody was going to have been escaped and he was going to be held responsible because he was asked to carefully you know, guard them, especially Paul and Silas who were in the inner cell. But they stayed there and then they witnessed to him and his life and the life of his household was changed because of it. And then immediately he started ministering to Paul and Silas. He cared for their wounds. He gave them food. He offered them fellowship. There was an immediate change there. That's the power of Jesus. That's the power of the word. And that's the power that can be shown when we use our muscles. We use the things that Christ has given us to share the word with others. You know, this summer has been really hard, not just because of COVID, but because we've lost some really important people to our um, community and we haven't been able to mourn them the way that we wanted to. But I wanna lift up this morning Albert Zimmerman and Joanne Francis, um, not only because they were two of the, you know, pillars of the church, but also because they are great examples of people who used their spiritual muscles. Albert was one who was faithful to church. He attended every Sunday that he could. He was faithful in the giving of his time and his money 
he was faithful in being a part of Sunday school, of participating in, in activities in the church. And people took notice of that. When his family had hard times, they had tragedies, people saw how Albert gained strength in his faith. He used all of his muscles and he was a great example to us then as well. Joanne Francis, the same way. When she came to know Jesus, her family said that she actually was, well, they found her to be a bit annoying for a little while because she couldn't stop being excited about Jesus. But here's the thing. She didn't stop being excited about Jesus just because her family was like, hey, can you tune it down a little, just a little bit? Instead, she kept sharing and she kept showing. And because of her witness, because of her witness, her family was changed, like completely changed. Her husband changed, her kids changed, her grandchildren were influenced, as were other people just here in the church. I mean, when I came here to the church, I knew her as the Operation Christmas Child Lady because that was such an important ministry for her. That was a way that she flexed her spiritual muscles in ministry, in evangelism, in giving, in stewardship, all of those things. She'll be sorely, sorely missed, as will Albert, both true saints of the church. Saints of the church that showed us how to live a life full in Christ, to live a life that isn't one-sided in our faith, but encompasses our entire faith. John Wesley said that we should have a balance in our faith between works of uh, acts of piety and works of mercy, that we are sharing Jesus in ways of words and actions, and we are growing closer to Jesus through our own study and worship and other ways. Joanne and Albert showed that to us and now challenge us, the church, to continue to use and strengthen our own muscles. Now, in the worship bulletin this week and now posted on our Facebook page, is a copy of this. Oh, there we go. This is our exercise routine. This is an insert that I want each and every one of you to take a look at. If you're at home, print it and then fill it out. So for you, those of you who are here in worship right now, I want you to grab this. And if you are a couple and you only grabbed one, well, guess what? You're going to have to go grab another one. I want you to fill this out. I want you to think about this. Look at this. How do I exercise my muscle of worship? And then answer that honestly. And if you can't answer that honestly or in a way that you'd want someone else to see it, well, then that's an area where you need to increase your repetitions, as they would say in the exercise world. How are you exercising your fellowship muscle? Now, so, so I know some of these are a bit challenging in these COVID times, but it doesn't mean just because we can't do everything the same, it doesn't mean we can't do. So if we're not meeting for Sunday school or large gatherings like we did before, how can we meet in fellowship? How can we meet that need 
How can we be creative in meeting that need? How are you exercising your muscle of ministry? How are you exercising your muscle of evangelism? And how are you exercising your stewardship muscle? I want you to fill this out. In fact, I'm going to pause now for a second, and I'm going to give you a minute or two to fill it out yourself. Think about it. I exercise my worship muscle by... What are you putting down? Be honest. If you want to write down this is an area I need to improve, go ahead and do that as well. I am exercising my fellowship muscle by. What are the ways that you create space and welcome, acceptance, sharing, and love for everyone who walks through your doors? How are you exercising the muscle of ministry? How are you serving in God-pointing activities? How are you participating in God-pointing activities for both, for both the church and our community? How are you exercising your muscle of evangelism? Are you like Joanne and so excited about Jesus that you tell everyone? Or is that an area where you need to be more excited and share? Where are the places that you share? Do you share at coffee? Oh, there used to be coffee at McDonald's. Do you remember that? We'll be there again someday. And last but not least, how are you exercising your stewardship muscle? How are you being a joyful, enthusiastic, and generous giver? of money, time, and talent for God. Let us pray. God, you have given us the ability and the gifts to do your work here in the world. So Lord, help us to be full spiritually. Help us to be strong spiritually, God, and help us to use our muscles to share you, to model Christ in the world, to be the light in the darkness, to help where there is need, to be the disciples, to transform the world that you've called us to be. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we move on to our news to share, um, I wanted to remind you all that this coming Saturday, we are having a drive-through pork chop lunch. So drive up to the church uh, between 11 and 2, and for $7, you can get a butterfly pork chop sandwich chip and drinks for $7, or a hot dog chips and drink for $4. And so they're all going to be served in a lunch bag, ready to go to take home, take to the fields, whatever. Um, so uh, come on by. Those pork chops are so good. So uh, come on by this Saturday from 11 until 2. Uh, Bell Choir has resumed. And so if you would like to join and uh, 
ring for us and provide some wonderfully needed and appreciated music. Uh, they meet at six o'clock on Wednesdays. So if you have any questions, call Paula DeVore. Operation Christmas Child Boxes are available. Um, they are in the sanctuary and we also have some down in the hall. So if you need to stop in during the week to pick up a couple boxes, uh, go ahead and do that. We'll get them for you. Uh, the church office is open Monday through Thursday from nine until noon. And then on Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons from one until three, um, that's when I'm there. Also, um, we have our nut sale um, that is running until the 25th. And so if you'd like to order nuts, we will have an, a nut flyer up on Facebook. Um, so you can fill that up, fill that out and drop it off uh, at the church. They are really great and great for giving and great for using for the holidays. So those are our biggest uh, pieces of information. So as we prepare to go forth from this time in this place, uh, filled knowing that God has given us gifts to use, given us strengths to use, given us muscles to flex, let us sing the closing hymn, Go Forth from God, which is number 670 in the United Methodist Hymnal.
So go forth in God. Go forth with God. Sharing God, Jesus' love, the presence of the Holy Spirit everywhere that you go. Go forth in peace. Go forth. Amen. We hope to see you again next week.